Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the show, a long-awaited episode with my friend, Sheil Manat, the co-founder of Better Tomorrow Ventures, though he's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm not going to ask him that much about. Sheil, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and honored. Oh, the honor is all mine. I've been waiting to have you on for a while. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Bets Connect, a recruiting platform unlike any other. Whether you're looking to hire the best go-to-market talent or looking for your next opportunity, Bets can help. Bets has spent more than a decade building relationships with the world's most innovative companies and professionals. And for the first time ever, you can access this network with Bets Connect. As the only go-to-market recruiting platform built by recruiters and powered by recruiters, Connect enables you to search through a network of vetted go-to-market professionals actively looking for their next opportunity and make better hires faster. In addition, Bets Connect clients the ROI within 90 days. Plus, if you're looking for your next big opportunity, you can join the Bets Network and get connected with the world's most innovative companies that are looking to hire go-to-market professionals like you. Learn more about hiring top talent or finding your next role at BetsRecruiting.com slash non-technical. Sheil is the co-founder of Better Tomorrow, a seed stage venture capital fund investing in fintech companies globally. His own startup experience includes two successful fintech exits, a payments company, and a high-stakes auction company. He formerly worked as a financial services consultant at BCG and started his fintech career at the nonprofit P2P lender Kiva. Sheil, welcome to Non-Technical. Yay, so happy to be here. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here. It's always fun to have a friend on the pod. For sure. Great to see your face. Oh, I know. Just it's like, so nice to out. see your face. Yes, we're really just hanging out. This is really just an excuse for me to hang out with my friends. Just housing around. Just housing around. I was going to say, you and I know each other, of course, famously from Clubhouse. Famously. <laughs> Where I think at one point, I don't know if we still are, but I think you and I were back to back on the board for most followers. I think you might have taken off, though, and continued your ascent. At one point, I think we were number 34 and 35. Most wow. Followed. Yeah. Most followed. Look at that. Up there with movie stars. Yeah. The entire <laughs> Anderson Horowitz team. <laughs> right. Exactly. It would be like A-list celebrity, A-list celebrity, Andreessen investor, Shield, <laughs> yeah. me, celebrity, celebrity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was the list. And you joined me on Clubhouse as a co-host of my talk show, Housing Around, for months. That was so fun. I it know. Was truly it really was. Like, yeah. We should revive it once in a while. I agree. I think we should definitely bring it back. I would also love to someday get the whole house and around crew in person. Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't that Have be you awesome? Ever met Turner? I've never met Turner. I've met everyone uh, else. Turner's a gem. Yeah, I know. I mean, I had him on non-technical. I am knocking out, though, almost all of the housing around co-hosts. I saw that. I saw that. (laughs) Making your way through the list. Making my way down the list. Well, you know, I know you're engaging. I know we have great chemistry. And so it's a really easy pick when I'm looking at guests for the show. Love it. And Sheila, you also very graciously hosted me at your workspace where you are now. So I've recorded from the room you're recording in. Yeah. It's, uh, we're like twins and I don't, that doesn't make any sense. It's just sort of on the space time continuum. We're both exactly. there, right? Exactly, exactly. That sounded smart. Yeah. Okay. So Sheil, tell me this. How did you spend your last day off? Ooh. Okay. So I don't take a lot of days off. I sort of like simultaneously every day is like a vacation. Okay. And also every day is working. Okay. 
What is it about the days that feels like a vacation? What do you do? I feel like I'm having fun every day. That's such a cool sentence. I feel like I'm having fun every day. I love that. Yeah, I'm enjoying my work. Also, I think part of my shtick is just being responsive. So there's no entire days off. Actually, I did something really cool this past weekend, which is I went to the Magic Castle. Do you know about this place? In LA? In LA, yeah. The Magic Castle. You have to be invited. Is that right? Or a member? You got to pull some strings. Yeah, but like, it's not hard. You have a friend who's a magician in in LA and they're probably a member and they can get you in. So um, it's really cool. I went there with a friend. I spent 10 hours there. No, (laughs) wait, what were the hours? What time to what time? Yeah, like I got there at five and left at 2.30. Oh my God. Oh my God. What was the premise of your attendance? Were you going to see a specific magic show? No, not a specific show. Just like went there for dinner (gasps) and got hooked. And the only dinner slot available was at five, the earliest slot. And like, I just decided to go, you know, the day before. Okay. And okay. So the, the place is like this really cool castle in Hollywood that has all these different rooms and all different types of magic. So they're all very small rooms, but there's like Mm. stage magic, there's close-up magic. And then the coolest thing is many of the attendees there are also magicians. Oh, really? You'll just make a friend standing at the bar and they'll be like, oh, I got this magic trick to show you. Actually, the best performance was some friend I made at the bar. He was like, oh, I want to show you something. And then he took me into this secret room. Yes. And just did a show for (gasps) me. Oh my God. That was actually the best performance. It was so good. So when you're walking around the different rooms, are there always people performing in all the different rooms at any given time? No, there are some rooms where there's nothing going on, which is where somebody can just drag you in and give you a show. That is so cool. And then it's cool. These magicians are like kind of addicted to showing off their magic. So it closed at 2 a.m. And so I'm in the parking lot, give the ticket for the valet car or whatever. Yeah. And in that moment, there are like all these magicians still trying to show me magic. They're oh like, my God. Pick a card. And like my car has arrived. And then after my car has arrived for like 10 more minutes, magicians yes. are there like doing tricks. They like can't get enough. They like want to show me one more. Yes. Trick. So I love that. Fun. I love it. It's so good. That sounds so fun. Are you a fan of magic? Yeah, I love magic. Me too. Alexis, when you see magic, are you trying to figure out instantly how it's done? That's such a funny question. It's interesting because I love the experience of it so much that I try to just focus on like, this is so cool. But of course, there's a process running in the back of my head the entire time. That's like, how are they doing it? 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 The thing is, though, I don't want to know. I'm not the person that's like, how did you do that? I would rather live in a world where it was hard earned magic. I'm not that way. I am constantly thinking like, how did they do that? Really? To be honest, like coming back, ending up on a Reddit thread. Oh my God. Hours of my life are gone. Because you want to know how it's done. I want to know how it's done. I like to believe in the magic a little bit. I just like that somebody spent a lot of time learning how to create something that felt really cool. No, one thing that I thought was super cool that I think is literally just like this guy has practiced so much mm-hmm. is he would say like pick a number from zero to 52 and then he would like instantly cut the deck and be like, count them. And I'd be <gasps> like, okay, 30, 37. That's a skill. Like that person practiced that skill. skill. Okay. That must be so hard. And then I was thinking like, if you have this skill, 
there are probably so many other things you can do. I find the confidence to know you're going to nail that trick so impressive. I know. To just say, count them. Oh, I can't imagine. I've never been so confident about anything in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila, have you ever been known as the something person? Either in school, at work, in your personal life? Maybe a little bit lame, but... (laughs) I'm so ready for this. I feel like a little show-offy too. I have some friends who would call me Sheilapedia. Okay. And they would say like, whenever they're looking for an answer to something, they would ask me. Yeah? I think it's interesting because actually there are like entire swaths of the world that I know absolutely nothing about, like pop culture. You could name like any actor, actress other than like five people and I would have no idea who they are. Okay, amazing. But if you need any like obscure business history or like something like science, you can ask me and I probably will know. Wow. So you're telling me that for the entire year and a half duration of our friendship, I have been wasting my time on Wikipedia when I could just be texting you directly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I hope you have unlimited messaging because get ready. I got a lot of questions, yeah. my friend. Yeah. I think it's partially that. And partially, I think I love like doing research on things. Like I love finding oh, yeah? stuff out on the internet okay. and then like telling people. So it may be more that I like will do the research quickly. Okay. That makes sense. Well, and then it's nice that you enjoy that process. It's good to have friends who you know what they like to do and you can then outsource tasks to them that they actually enjoy. Totally. Yeah. I have a friend who loves ordering swag. Oh my God. You know, like pens and notebooks with your logo on it, hoodies and all this stuff. So we have somebody at our company that could do that. But I asked my friend, I was like, Hey, like, do you want to help me do this? Like do the logo, interact with the people, pick everything out. He was like, Oh my God, I would love to do that. Wow. Like, this is how I'm going to spend my Saturday. That's so funny. See, those are good (laughs) friends to have. I think I want more friends in my life that really get jazzed about making restaurant reservations. That would be nice. Oh, yeah. Have you used the Google thing that like calls with a virtual voice? No. What? Oh, it's so cool. What is it? So you can make a restaurant reservation at any place that like takes reservations by phone. Yeah using Google, <gasps> Google Assistant, and they will call with like no. a virtual voice, be like, hey, Thursday night, reservation for four. Oh my God. It's pretty cool. I'm going to try that. Can you can you give the Google Assistant a list of restaurants to try? Can the restaurant say, no, we don't have a table available? I've only ever done it with one place. What I'm looking for is someone to do 100% of the work. You know what I mean? I would like to say I'm looking for two people tonight, 7.30 p.m. By the way, this is their address. Here's my address. Find a place that's mutually convenient. You are looking for an assistant. (laughs) You're like, the word you're looking for is human person. I feel like there's so many times that I've spent more time doing that for a group than the length of the actual reservation. Could not agree more. If I totaled up the amount of time that I spent putting reservations together for my friends, I would be horrified. I'd be horrified. Also, like just choosing a place. So around where I live, there are only so many places for lunch. There are probably like 10 places within a five minute walk. And somehow every time I have to decide lunch, it takes me like 25 minutes to think about it. I know. I'm still like researching where to go for lunch, even though I know them all. It's so weird. That happens to me because I feel 
obsessive about going to the best possible place at yeah. all times, which is a terrible quality. I feel very bad about that quality. But on top of that, I'm self-aware about it and I still do it. I, I know yeah. that I do it and then I still do it. And you should be able to say to yourself, don't do that thing where you go on Yelp and then you look at Foursquare and then you totally. text your friend just so you <laughs> yeah. can have the best, what, 100%. fucking grain bowl? Like, come yeah. on, just totally. commit. So where are we going to go in New York, Alexis? That's a great question. I'm going to hire someone to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Sheil, you say you don't know a lot about pop culture, but something that I know about you is that you were in a Justin Bieber music video. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, it was Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. and I. Oh, my God. I don't think I really knew who Ariana Grande was. I knew okay. who it was. Wait, what year was that? That was last year. You didn't know who Ariana Grande was in the year of our Lord, 2020? I know. Super ridiculous. <laughs> I think it was like April or May of 2020. Early days of Clubhouse. Wow. Is that the craziest thing to come out of your time on Clubhouse, do you think? Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. It's not crazy, but I have like so many strong friendships. From I that. know. Isn't that funny? We're like legitimately friends. <laughs> <laughs> there are people I talk to like every day. I don't know. It's been great. I've made investments into people that I met in Clubhouse. Yeah. So a lot has come out of it, but certainly, I mean, hard to top the beebs. That was pretty good. One of the other incredible things to come out of Clubhouse that you were involved in is you are the reason that my website domain is www.alexis.gay, which has been a dream of mine for years. You made that happen. I was on the <laughs> yeah, wait list. True. And then the Shielopedia came into the mix, worked some magic, and now I have the domain of my dreams. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited that you have that. Absolutely. Sheila, is there a catchphrase or other words that you or other people feel are specific to you? Something you're known for saying? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my brother have our own language. Okay. And then people in our orbit have, like, picked it up. Okay. Such that, like... I was talking recently to somebody I dated like four or five years ago. And she's, okay. she was like, oh, yeah, I still use your phrases. Oh, my God. What's one that comes to mind? Okay. I'll give you a few. Shit yar, JLT. Okay. Too good. TP. DGT. What do these okay, mean? So <laughs> yar means friend like in Hindi. And so yep. shit yar is just, I don't know how we appended it, but like, like just shit yar. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Usually a bad thing. It's like just like shit, but you just say shit friend. Okay. And is it like shit comma friend? Like, ah, oh, shit yeah. friend. Ah, uh, shit yar. Okay. Yeah. It's not like you're describing someone who's a shitty friend. No, 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 no. One cannot be a shit yar. No, 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 no. It's just like shit, but you say shit friend. Yeah. Okay. Shit yar. Okay. I like that. That's nice. You're almost commiserating with whoever is there. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. This is a weird one. JLT, which is yep. just like that. And JLT. <laughs> it just happened. JL it was just JLT. Can you use that one in a sentence? Why have you been in the bathroom so long? This is me talking to my brother. Yeah. <sighs> JLT. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of has, it just be like that vibes, you know? It yeah. sometimes it, just it is, do be it is like what that. it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. So JLT is similar to it is what it is. Yeah. And then there's too good. So we'll be like, I've heard you say that. Yeah, too good. There's TP, which is time pass. Not toilet paper. Not toilet paper. I would say most people know TP as toilet paper, no? Yeah, it's true. But okay. in India, people say time pass. And it's really funny. Like, you'll be on a train and yeah. they'll sell you peanuts in the shell. And okay. they'll advertise it as time pass. Like, pass the time by opening the shell. Oh, my God. So is is time pass a noun? It could be both. It could be both. Okay. So something can be a time pass. Correct. An example would be like yeah. a movie that isn't that good, but like 
Ah, TP. It's a time pass. It's a time pass. TP. But you wouldn't say it's a TP. You would just sort of say TP. TP. Yeah, time pass. Wow. That movie? Ah, time pass. Wow. So then it's an adjective. Okay. I love that one. That's maybe my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Eh, TP. I'm going to bring that into my mix. Sheil, is there a fad, this could be fashion, workout, anything cultural, honestly, whatever, that you participated in at one point, but now looking back, it makes you a little cringy? I feel like there are all these like Twitter memes that I've participated in. (laughs) And so there's a record on the internet. Record on the internet. But I'll say more than that, in college, I once bleached my hair. Oh my God, no. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. There's no photographic evidence, I swear. Oh my God, I don't believe you. I don't think there is actually. Shit, yar. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Maybe someone else has the photographic evidence. I don't have it. Okay, call for all non-technical listeners. If you have a photograph of Sheil with his hair bleached, (laughs) please tweet it at me immediately. Totally. What prompted that? You just wanted to see how it would look or what's up? Yeah, like everyone else was doing it. Everyone else was doing it? Everyone else was doing it. What you, you said that like that was a totally reasonable explanation. Who else yeah, was doing it? My friends. And we were like, oh, let's get this bleach kit. It'll bleach our hair. It'll be fine. We'll check it out. How many friends did that? Maybe like four or five. That is a lot of people to spontaneously bleach their hair. Yeah. Was it a trend at the time? It was a trend. Yeah, okay. it was definitely okay. a trend. Would you do it again? Probably not. I mean, I'm open to anything. If we made a bet, yeah, I would do it. I've often thought for venture capital, sometimes I'm trying to convince a business to take my money. Yeah. It's so weird that like you I can know. convince somebody to take right. your money. But <laughs> I was like, what would I do? Like, what's the craziest thing I would do? I would bleach my hair for really? it. Really? Okay. <laughs> would you shave a company's logo into your head? Yeah, I would do that. I mean, I think it would be also just like a funny story. Yeah, that would be funny. I am afraid to do anything to my hair color-wise because it's bad for it. Yeah. Or it dries it out. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But if you could dye your hair any color with no repercussions, what color would you dye it? I would dye it... I mean, I kind of like black. But, yeah, you know, kind of the safe choice here. I don't know. Maybe red. Red could be fun. See how it looks on me. Like a real red. Not not orange, like gingery. No, like orange gingery. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that could be cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, maybe a company will come along whose brand color is bright orange, and then yeah. this will be how you win the deal, and then you'll get to just live life as a ginger for a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. Is there a song that whenever you hear it just completely takes you back in time to a specific memory? Ooh, a specific memory. I would say definitely the Fugees. Oh, really? Yeah. So they take me back to high school or middle school, maybe. A particular song or the band? There's Fuji La is what came to my mind. Okay. So many great songs. I love the Fugees. And the group Wyclef and Lauryn Hill. It was such a fantastic group. And then they all, I think, later in life became a little crazy. But They were that time. JLT. JLT. Hmm. Yeah. Who introduced you to the Fugees? I actually do remember. It was this guy, Brian, in seventh or eighth grade who told me about them. And he was listening to it. I was into it. I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is cool stuff. Brian, really coming through with the strong wreck. Brian Grado, if you're out there listening. When we can only assume that he is. Yeah. Then I'm thinking about you, buddy. Google me. (laughs) Shout out to Brian. (laughs) Yeah. Sheil, if you were kidnapped, but had the opportunity to communicate with your family and friends and needed to secretly let them know that something was wrong, what would you say? 
everyone would know if I said something like I've bought a luxury good. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I am so in love with these new Van Cleef and Arpels cufflinks. (laughs) That would be a dead giveaway. That would be a dead giveaway. Everyone would be like, that is not Sheil. What is going on? Helicopter in. He's been taken. He's been taken. So no luxury goods for you. I'm not like a luxury goods guy. Like I can go all out and experience. What's the most luxurious item that you've ever coveted? Either something you bought or something you were like, oh, I would buy that. It's like truly there's nothing that I want. Literally nothing. I will buy like the most expensive laptop and cell phone every year. But that's not a luxury good. No, that's a utility. Yeah, there's no luxury good that I've ever wanted. And have you always been that way? Maybe not. Maybe like I did want luxury goods Mm -hmm. as a child. And in Mm. fact, it's like decreasing over time. Yeah. Even like luxury cars. I at one time had a nice car. Now I don't even have a car, first of all. Yeah. And second (laughs) of all, if I had a car, I would probably buy a Toyota Corolla or something. Right. I just like don't have any desire. Yeah. You don't care. It doesn't seem like. I just don't care. Yeah. So you're a big experiences person instead. Love experiences. And to the extent that a luxury good would get me a better experience, Uh I'm all for it. Wow. Okay. Well, then I think that we know what you have to say if you're ever in trouble. We'll know. Cufflinks also. Remember, I did have a time in my life when I wore cufflinks. Like I was a management consultant. I wore a suit every day. And I had shirts that were like a white collar and cuffs, but different colored shirt, like (gasps) blue shirt. You're kidding. Was it pinstriped? Was it pinstriped? Tell me. I had pinstriped ones too. Oh my God. Shield. Oh Can my you god! Even I li- I'm I I you I, I my brain. I'm just. I don't even really know what to do with this information. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I need a minute. That is incredible. Wait, that yeah. is incredible. How many of those shirts did you own, and what happened to them? Where did they go? I don't know. I mean, you know, I was working in the like business world and that was like a normal thing. And I had cufflink shirts to go to the magic castle. Actually, you have to wear a suit and tie. So I like opened my dress clothes for the first time in a very long time. Yes. And not just pandemic, but like other than the pandemic also, I just never dress up unless I'm going to a wedding. Yeah. It turns out I have eight suits. Eight suits. Yeah. And like 50 dress shirts. 50. Yeah, 50. It's ridiculous. I'm getting rid of all of them. Like, I only wear the same thing every day. Sure. (laughs) But I have so many different clothes. How did you choose which of the 50 to wear to the Magic Castle? Did you pick your most magical shirt? I did, yeah. So I picked a tie that had hidden unicorns in it. Oh, I love that. Very stylish, actually. And actually, very surprisingly, all the magicians picked up on it. They Um, all saw the little unicorns? Yeah, actually, very surprisingly. And then the Hmm. shirt that I wore... It looks like a normal design, but actually it's made up of these like tiny, tiny hands. And people also picked up on that. (laughs) How tiny are the hands? Can you tell their hands? If you look at it closely, you can tell. Okay. So like they would notice the unicorn first and then they would notice the hands. And I think that actually got me a lot of friends. And like, that's why people would be like, oh, like they start, start talking to me about the unicorn tie. And then they'd be like, I got to show you this trick. And then they'd be like, you've hands all over your shirt. This guy rocks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's cool. But then they were like, why isn't he wearing cufflinks? That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) I can only assume at the Magic Castle. Sheil, what's the tiniest hill you're willing to die on? Something super inconsequential that you would very much go to bat for. 
an important one. This might not be that tiny. Okay. But one of them, we were talking about TP earlier, time yeah. passed, but actually mm-hmm. there's the other TP, toilet paper. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's do it. Toilet paper is truly disgusting. Sure. And every toilet should have a bidet installed. That is my hill. Okay. And let's say a bird pooped or you got poop on your arm. Sure. What would you do? I know what you're going to say. You're going to say you would wash it off in the sink and you would not yeah. just take a dry piece of cloth and wipe it off of your body. Yeah, and feel how clean disgusting about that. is that? <laughs> Truly disgusting. I know. It is so funny how in the US, culturally, that is seen as completely 100% normal, but in a lot of other parts of the world, including India, not the vibe. Yeah, totally not the vibe. So I am willing to die on this hill that toilet paper is disgusting. And every toilet in America and all over the world, it sounds like, should have a bidet. Yeah. Okay. So every toilet should have a bidet, but the whole European separate bidet thing makes no sense to me. Okay. No. Two, come on. Two bowls? Ridiculous. Did they not realize you could put it into one? It's like, it's one of those things that the technology existed clearly. Yeah. You know how rolling luggage was only invented like 30 years ago? Before that, you had to have like a separate trolley. I actually didn't know that. That's wild. It's wild that that didn't exist. Quickly on the note of rolling luggage, it feels like every rolling bag only had two wheels or only moved in one direction. Now they're all four. Yeah. Yeah. So much better. But like there's nothing technologically that stopped that before. True. That's just an innovation thing. And then the same is true like in Europe. So they have these separate little toilet things that are actually just a bidet. Yeah. And it makes absolutely no sense to me. Also, these bathrooms are, you know, the size of my pinky. Yeah. And somehow they've managed to squeeze like another thing into it. And why would you get off of one? I know. It doesn't make any sense. It really makes no sense. So we need bidets attached to the toilets. Yes. A particular type of bidet. The type that is attached to a bidet toilet. Yeah. There's a lot of bidets coming on the market that love to target people on Instagram, I'm noticing. Oh, totally. Tushy. Yeah. They're all about it. They're all about it. I love what they're doing. Are you excited that more consumer bidets are hitting the market? I'm excited. They're just like, now my friends are buying them. And so I can go to the house and feel comfortable on the toilet. Wow. Sheil, nothing I want more for you than feeling comfortable on the toilet. I've always said that. (laughs) Always. always. (laughs) Okay. So this next question is a two-part question. Who would play you in a movie about your life? And two, should this movie be a biopic? So birth to present day, or should we focus in on a particularly riveting chapter of your life? Wow. Aziz Ansari, I mean, he's like we love Aziz. another short Indian guy. Perfect. <laughs> and he's so funny. He's a great actor. He's so funny. Totally love his vibe. So Perfect. would love to have Aziz. Would be One time honored. I saw him ordering tacos in the East Village at a truck, and I was just like, I love this guy. Did you talk to him? <laughs> no, no. It looked like he was with someone or even maybe on a date or something. And I felt I did not want to interrupt. It just looked like a nice moment, just getting tacos in a truck. It was nice. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. I'll let him have this. <laughs> okay. And then period of my life, I feel like the best biopics show the whole life. Okay. Like show from what you were like as a kid. It's like kind of an important part of the story. Yeah. So I'm going to go for the whole thing. So we're doing the whole thing. I only recently learned that biopic is pronounced biopic. You are not the first person to say that to me. Other yeah, people. I thought it, did was, you think biopic. it was biopic. <laughs> and then I realized, I it. oh, it's biographical picture. picture. Yes. And, you know, all these sciencey terms are 
Opic. Right. Myopic. Um, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, definitely, that's so funny. You're really not the first person to say that. That's so interesting. Okay. So we're going to get Aziz. We're going to go start to finish. What do you think the main arc of the movie is going to be? Or are there any themes we're going to explore? I think the theme is saying yes. Ooh. Is like, I think I generally say yes to things Amazing. a lot more than other you people. You said yes do. to the show. I said yes to the show and I would do it. 100 times out of 100, you know? Wow. Well, I would love to have you on 100 times. I've only done, I've done around 40 episodes though. So, so you can only have one right now, but maybe <laughs> okay. if we do a lot more episodes, you could have some portion of those. I can't wait. Maybe if I'm busy, you could just guest host non-technical. You'd be a great host. That would be so fun. <laughs> I should have guest hosts. <laughs> would be honored. Saying yes. I love that theme. That's could make for a lot of really great opportunities in the movie. I think things about me make me me more mm -hmm. are, I think I'm curious and adventurous. Okay. I think those are like kind of lead to most of the things in my life. That's awesome. Those are really good qualities for a main character to have because we can put you in a lot of different circumstances where we show that behavior over and over again. Yeah. But what's yeah. going to change about you over time? Like, would you start the movie like that? Even from when you were young, you were always curious and always saying yes. Or is it something that you need to develop throughout the film? Mm, I think it's always like that. My okay. mom, my mom texted me this morning mm. a video she'd taken. She was like, hey, I was out at the park and this kid reminded of me of you as Aww. a kid. And she like took a video of this kid. He was like jumping around, splashing into things, like getting other people wet. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, and she was like, this is you. I'm remembering the That's times so that we cute. had. It was really cute of her, actually. That's really sweet. Shout out to Shield's mom for that adorable text. Again, we can only totally. assume she's listening. Yeah, of course, obviously. Wow. Okay, this is going to be a great movie. I'm excited. Shield, what's the most memorable gift you've ever given or received? received during the pandemic actually the beginning of the pandemic my friends made like the sweetest video they um, did was for it me. for your birthday for an occasion for my birthday yeah oh and actually bidets were involved oh really there's <laughs> one scene where my friend is doing like a puja like an indian puja and oh, then okay like, that's kind of weird and then and then it zooms out and he's in the bathroom doing a puja to <laughs> Oh my God, he really knows you. <laughs> really knows me. So that's that's one that I've received. That's really nice. Given, I have a good one actually. Okay, let me hear it. Okay, so in India, there are all these auto rickshaws, like tuk-tuks. Uh-huh. And a lot of times they would have these mud flaps that are painted with their favorite actor or actress on it. Really? And and I was like, those look so cool. There's like a particular vibe that they have. Sure. And it was my friend's wedding. And I I printed out pictures of them and I was yes. like, I am going to get mud flaps with oh my, my this, these two people on them. And I did. <gasps> and it was actually a really hard thing to do. Really? I stopped every rickshaw that I saw that had them and I asked like, where can you get it? None of them knew an exact spot. So they would tell me to like a general area. And then I got to that general area oh and they were like, God. oh, nobody really does this anymore. Everyone stopped doing this. And then I found one guy who was still doing it. Bobby Painter was his name. Somehow I still remember. And <laughs> Bobby Painter, he just could not care less about me whatsoever. Sure. Did not care how much money I offer. Yep. He was like, oh, get in line, kid. It's going to take like two months. And I was like, oh my God. I am here for three days. Like, what can I do? Yes. And then eventually I got it done. Really? Uh, a lot of negotiation. Yeah. 
And then here's a cool thing. Tell me. My friends who I got this for, this part is not cool. Their house burned down. <gasps> not cool. Oh my God. The firemen were like, you have five minutes to run in and get as much stuff as you want. Oh my God. And they told me they got my they got my mud flap. Oh my God, that's so meaningful. Wow, it must've really meant a lot to them. And it's still hanging up prominently in their house. So it's cool. That's really, really sweet. Sheil, what's something non-work related that you're really proud of? Oh man, this is such a hard one. I feel like I'm don't, ah man. You can do it. Ah. I believe in you. I think like, I think just like maintaining relationships throughout time. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do. I think I'm proud that people I've known throughout time still choose to associate with me despite all of my misgivings and, <laughs> you know, challenges. <laughs> Your refusal to purchase luxury goods. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really lovely. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. It can be so hard, especially with everyone all over the place, to actually keep those friendships going. Yeah, totally. And then, I mean, obviously, number one thing I'm proudest of non-work related is being on this podcast. Oh, baby. I don't care that you're pandering to me because I love it. Yes, <laughs> Sheil. Really vying for that guest host spot. And honestly, yeah. he's doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Sheil, we're going to take a super quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Bets Recruiting. Whether you're looking to hire the best go-to-market talent or looking for your next opportunity, Bets can help. Okay, friends, I'm bringing you what I think may be the one and only time I allow myself to use a phrase like this on the podcast. Here we go. Let's talk about the future of work. I'm not telling you anything you don't know when I say the future of work is kind of happening right now. Companies all over are figuring out whether they want folks in the office or out of the office or kind of in the office or pods or whatever. You may be having those conversations at your company and you may or may not like what's being decided. Either way, the good news is you can join the Bets Recruiting Network to find a company that's totally aligned with what you're looking for from your work setup. Whether that's being in office, best buds with your desk mate, or literally never finding out how tall your coworker is. Learn more about finding your next role or hiring top talent at betsrecruiting.com slash non-technical. And we're back with Sheil Manat, the co-founder of Better Tomorrow Ventures. Sheil, we've reached a very exciting moment in this episode of Non-Technical. Are you ready? I am so ready. It's time for the lightning round. Ooh. I know. <laughs> I know. It's getting exciting in here. Okay. Tell me this. Coffee or tea? Tea, but I don't do any caffeine. <gasps> I knew that about you. And yet yeah. it still blows my mind. Is that always been the case? No caffeine? Yeah, pretty much never. It doesn't do anything for me. And then I can't sleep. Okay. Can't relate. Do you have a favorite board game? Ooh. Okay. Fun fact. Tell I me. am building a board game. What? That is a very fun fact. Yeah. It's called Flug. You run an airline. Yes. And you have to like buy planes, buy oh my slots God. at airports. Oh my God. Stuff. I want to play it. We played it a few times through. It's been, the play testing was actually surprisingly not bad, but it needs a lot of work. Are you going to bring it to New York? When you come visit? Maybe. Consider yeah. it. I'll play. <gasps> we can get people together and play. That would be so fun. That would be so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I seriously want to do that. I can't believe you're making a board game. Yeah. That's epic. Are you going to put your face on the box? No, absolutely not. And actually, the other thing that I like to do is convert existing board games into something unique. So yes. for example, 
code names yeah. is an easy one. I have a template that I made where like I can change it to like, <laughs> it was my friend's birthday and I changed yep. it to like all things about her birthday. Oh, that's so sweet. I've done a work-related one. It's kind of fun. That's awesome. I did that once for Monopoly. I made Loganopoly for my friend Logan. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever read a book twice? Yeah. Ender's Game. Oh, yeah. Yes. Love that book. Great book. Did you read it once as a kid and once as an adult or you read it twice as a kid? Yeah, okay, once yeah. as a kid, once as an adult. Did anything change when you read it as an adult? I liked it just as much as I did the first time. Oh, yeah. Even knowing. Even knowing. I know. Have you read it? I have read it. Yeah. So you Great know. book. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Do you have a pump up song? Right now, I'd be inclined to say some Indian song. Oh, yeah? Let's just go with J-Hope. Oh, really? Do you listen to Jai Ho? You don't Not have to really, don't but... pander to the listeners. They are ready. <laughs> they are here for it. Name whatever song you want, Sheil. I can't think of it. J-Ho is what comes to mind. It actually is a fun... Like, it the, is a really dun, fun dun, song. Dun, dun. Yeah, it's good. Totally. It's, good. it's too bad that we probably can't use that in the movie because it's very, very tightly associated with Slumdog Millionaire. It really is. Yeah. We'll find Maybe we else. can use the Pussycat Dolls version. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the soundtrack. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Sheil, what would you title... Wait, let me just warn you. This is the final question. What would you title Ooh. your memoir? Okay. So do we title the movie and the memoir the same? What I love about that from a vertical integration standpoint is, of course, that we release the book as a memoir and then we create the film based on the book. Yes. So then there's a built-in yes. audience. Okay. Yes. Love it. And what are we calling okay. it? Okay. So it's very simple. Yes. We talked about things I love, adventure mm -hmm. and curiosity. And I was in LA two days ago and I saw this sign on the side of the road and this is going to be it. Mm -hmm. It's, it might be cheesy. Let me hear it. Wander often, wonder always. Beautiful. I love that. I don't think that's cheesy. Okay. If it speaks to you, it speaks to you. Okay. We don't pander on non-technical. This is a hardcore. <laughs> we ask the tough questions here. Okay. Show. Totally. We yeah. challenge the listeners. You got to get ready, you know, be bold, be brave. You got to fight, have courage to be a listener of this podcast. Yes. There yes. we go. Sheil, I cannot thank you enough for coming on non-technical today. This has been so fun. So fun. So, so fun. Can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks. I know. Where can people find more about you online? I think Twitter probably. Yeah. At Pit Desi, P I T D E S I. Yep. I have a website, shield.wtf. Yep. I occasionally update. Great. I highly recommend both of those locations. And you can find me at Yay Alexis Gay on Twitter and Instagram or at Non Technical Pod on Twitter. Shield, one more time, thank you so, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me. I really appreciate it. What a joy. It was just so fun. What a treat. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 